welcome to episode eight of Two Rules. We're hosts Sam and Cardi. Cardi. Very mellow, really good. This is going to be a good episode. We have lots of good content lined up for you guys. Well, we're just going to jump right into it. And Sam gave me the great idea of just putting it on my phone, dot, so I can just do this instead of like clicking around like an old grandma. <laughs> this is the Two Bulls Podcast. We're your hosts, Sam and Katie, like I said earlier. <laughs> if you're new here, we're two cousins looking to read our weekly listeners some scary true stories surrounding terrifying paranormal experiences or real life run-ins. In short, we're your weekly source of scared shitless. If being utterly petrified by fear is your thing, you've come to the right place. If you're returning, hello again, ghoul friend. We're so glad that you decided to come back for more disturbingly good content. It sounds like we've got a good relationship going here. We hope that if you're enjoying our content, you'll help to sustain future episodes and financially provide us the opportunity to bring you even better content by becoming a monthly patron of this podcast for your choice of 99 cent, four ninety nine. Or even a holy $9.99, whichever wow. you use, your patronage will be used to help bring you even better episodes, interesting guests, greater quality, and more. You can find the link to that in the description of this video that I will be uploading tomorrow at 5.30. Wrong me if I'm correct. But I'm <laughs> at, some, at some point tomorrow. At some point tomorrow, Thursday, it'll be November. What's the date of today? 17th. Sunny's birthday. Um, so tomorrow on November the 18th at 5.30, you should be able to find a link to that. If not, you can just go to my Instagram at hello.spooky. Or, exciting news, we have merch. Yes. We do. We have so a bunch of merch. It's, it's very exciting. Sam ordered, um, what did you order? Like the hoodie? I'm going to pull it I up. I got the hoodie and I got the long sleeve. That's awesome. I'm and it's in production right now. I can't wait to get it. So did they just like email you that it was in production? They did. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going to pull up the, what, whatever it's called. <laughs> the store. Buying a t-shirt of the design I did. Yeah, Joey's t-shirt. talking about buying um, his design, which I'll show you guys once I pull it up here. Uh, I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Oh, yeah. The next time that you guys see us, I will probably be wearing our merch. I need to get one. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Here is our lovely, lovely Joey's store. Oh, I haven't seen Joey's yet. <laughs> yeah, oh, Joey, Joey's is a more like basic minimalistic style type. I was look. designing something. I would to see it. Yes, yes. Joey, something was I like. Wear. I'm gonna make something for you guys, and he did like a little alien look on the boobie. <laughs> oh, you know what? You did show me this in the group chat. Okay, yeah, and just a nice, simple like solar system type feel. Something kind of like I, I love don't know. it. It's so stuff. cute. Oh, yeah. I would wear this as well. Yeah, very simple, but like I would definitely. You know, I like it because it's like it's chill. I like. I need. To um, let's see. We got the classic iconic collection. It's called oh, iconic. Um, we got the nice bloody knife here in the corner. The two <laughs> girls and all of the fun things that encompass this podcast. Um, that's a sticker. We sell two or three stickers with these designs on it. Uh, let's scroll I down. love the skeletonette collection. Yes, it is our my skeletonette. favorite. 
my favorite too i agree um <laughs> you do i'm scared <laughs> me too two ghouls skeleton head uh looking dudes i love them so much it's supposed to be me and sam <laughs> which one are you are you the pink one the one with the pink yeah. hat yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm scared <laughs> that's literally me <laughs> it comes in a variety of colors all of our items except for the tote bag which you see down here do not come in color oh, yeah, aha yes okay that's so, the one i would wear oh i, I haven't more. seen this one but yes. I, did, I gave the idea for this one i was just like put yes, untrigantillion yes. on there <laughs> you and oh yeah 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 the untrigantillion because we were talking last episode in case you guys missed it we were talking about how octopus octopi the cephalopods, cephalopods. Uh, my bad yeah <laughs> our aliens we got the nice alien on the booby again and then on the back we have space with a cephalopod <laughs> oh i need this shirt sexy right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah it comes in white and black if you guys are interested I don't, I don't oh wait white. It's not disregard that. No, it doesn't. No, <laughs> you can't not. see the icons. You probably could if it was in front of you. But not, True, but be not now. Stupid, but I mean, live your life however you want to. I would get the black one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's black go. Everything. Let's go back to the sports. I love it. Yeah. So this is kind of what we're working. We got mugs with that logo on it. We got the icon. I mean. Even if you don't want to commit to a hoodie or a t-shirt, I mean, $3 for a sticker. Anybody. Yeah. $3. Yeah. Your water bottle, your your car, your laptop. Just like the the 99 cent a month to support. I mean, the 99 cent option, that's half of one cup of coffee at 7-Eleven. Exactly. And you'd be supporting us. Starbucks. Oh, yeah. Ew. Ew. Starbucks would be like four stickers. (laughs) yeah exactly so i'm gonna leave the link to that on our page after this live goes up um but yeah if you guys are interested i'm gonna actually go ahead and plug this in the chat if i can do that well should be able to my point being if you bought a cup of 7-eleven coffee and haven't gotten the 99 cent subscription you're probably a bad person Oh, Joey. <laughs> hey, I kept that as PG as Joey. possible. Joey. <laughs> yes, ignore Joey, everyone. He's just very fun. <laughs> but yeah, go get yourself a fucking sticker and an alien hoodie. And, like, come on. It's it's getting ready to be cold. And I can personally say, especially from Teespring, they have really good quality hoodies. I love a good quality hoodie that's like yes. soft and not scratchy and doesn't shrink to like three less sizes when you put it yes. in a dryer. Yes. I love Teespring that. has awesome hoodies and most of their t-shirts are like Gildan t-shirts. So they're good t-shirts too. Yes. But like the, come on, the designs. Yes. We are yes. here for it. Come on. We worked so hard. The yeah. second one I did, I could probably turn that into a Christmas sweater by just Shoot. repeating those icons yeah. all the way around. And Teespring shirt. does the Christmas sweater type style. Mm-hmm. So they do. Mm-hmm. I have a Christmas collection coming out here soon, everyone. Joey, do you want to monitor the comments for me? 
because I have to close the line. Yeah, so. you could because I, I was literally just switching. Yeah. In. Joey, you want to be the comment guy tonight? Just to go to the live stream. So go to our YouTube. It should pop up and you should just see the comments. That's all. Hey, don't say that. <laughs> no, I just mean like watch the comments. <laughs> you shut your mouth down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, that's that's our. <laughs> she just throws the notebook. On. <laughs> I'm done. I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking done. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah, it's my part. I think yes. <laughs> um. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Disclaimer: We are extremely aware of the fact that we are discussing real life instances with real people. It is something that we are very sensitive to. Please understand our commitment to respecting the human beings involved in these stories. If commenting or interacting with an episode of our social or on our social media, slander of any kind regarding the people, whether they be anonymous or not, will not be tolerated. Uh, Keep your opinions respectful or simply don't share them at all. Uh, Trigger warning if descriptive, supposedly true stories centering around gory real life topics paranormal encounters and or anything surrounding extremely just extremely descriptive true narratives involving terror murder sexual interactions mental health anything violent or potentially cruel in nature we suggest that you get the fuck out this podcast is not for you and you have been warned you have time to get out bitch all right bye let's fucking jump into it like a all fucking right. pool of jello um I'm not. Let's see. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. So I didn't put any notes in the Google Doc because they're all right Me here. either. Yeah, same. Yeah. Good. Okay. <laughs> I actually don't even need my phone tonight. If you want to just take it away, I am all ears. Okay, I'm going first. Yeah, all yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to see if I can. I do want to give an additional trigger warning for my, um, for my story. This, uh, I mean, I'm assuming that this episode is going to be like real, real history that we're like not taught in school. Right. Mm -hmm. And like scary, terrible shit that has happened in history that most people don't know about. So I do want to give an additional trigger warning that this story that I'm about to tell is heavily racially motivated. Um, and this involves a lot of real people. Um, descendants of victims in this story are still uh, struggling to get their word and their stories out there. So this story is actually really important um, but yeah, there's an additional trigger warning because it is very heavily racially motivated. So I'm going to be talking about the Rosewood massacre, okay. which happened, excuse me. It happened in January of 1923 in Levy County, Florida. Okay. And Right now, based on what we have like documents for, there are eight accounted deaths, eight documented deaths, and that's six black people and two Mm. white people. Mm. But eyewitnesses and descendants of victims say that the death count is actually between 27 and 150. Wow. That's a really big number (laughs) difference. What the no documents because 
it it was so long ago and pe- people went out of their way to make sure that there was no documentation of mm-hmm. this happened. So um, Rosewood was a primarily black town and it was a self-sufficient town. They had, um, they had schools, they had churches, they had a post office, they had a train station. They were primarily self-sufficient and didn't really have to, um, go outside of their town for anything really. Um, the town existed since the mid 1800s when white families moved there after the civil war and black landowners moved in in the 1870s and rosewood was actually named after the color of the red cedar trees of the inside of the wood so that's why it was called rosewood so what they ended up doing for an economic source was of course chop down all the red cedar trees to be able to sell it for lumber. Mm-hmm. And then eventually all of the red cedar trees were gone and there was an economic crash in Rosewood. Okay. So what ended up happening was the majority of the white families that lived there moved to a close town called Sumner and okay. a lot of the black families still stayed there. Okay. So um, there was a loss of a bunch of jobs when um, once that economic crash came and there was no more income coming from the selling of the red cedar trees. But in the neighboring town of Sumner, there was a sawmill. Okay. So that's why a lot of white families, they moved there because there was like a exponentially uh, way more jobs. There. Yeah. So um, let's see, in 1900, Rosewood shifted to a majority black community because of all of the white people moving over to Sumner to work at the sawmill. And by this time, they were still mostly self-sufficient, recovering after that economic collapse. And they didn't need to leave for necessities. They had a general store, a train station, churches, a post office. They had a sugar mill. And this is when the, um, the massacre starts and it's extremely sad. So on January 1st, 1923, so this is new year's day. Mm -hmm. We're assuming like everybody's kind of just like coming down off of their new year's party. whatever. There was a husband and wife named James and Fanny Taylor, who it's not clear if they worked in, if James worked in Sumner and they lived in Rosewood or if he worked in Sumner and they lived in Sumner. I'm going to assume that they lived in Sumner, but the two towns were literally right next to each other. There was one road connecting the two towns. So James goes off to work at the sawmill And while James is at work, Fanny claims that somebody broke into her home and assaulted her. Mm. James gets home and sees that she's got like a big black eye. She's got a big bruise on her face. And apparently neighbors heard her screaming. Oh my God. And so she says that somebody has broken into her home and assaults her. 
or attacks her, I guess. And then, so he comes home. She's got this giant bruise on her face. And she says that a black man came into her house and assaulted her. She didn't know who she was, who the guy was that assaulted her. But also keep in mind, these are very small towns. At one point, the biggest number of residents in Rosewood was at 300. That was the biggest number. Wow, that is tiny. Yeah. Right. So the neighboring town of Sumner, which would have been around the same because Mm -hmm. it was very split. This is in the time of everything still being segregated. Churches were segregated, things like that. You know, so these two neighboring towns, most people know everybody, basically. It's a bunch of families that are living there. So even if you don't know every single person, you know, a family member of so-and-so. Yeah, so she's saying that a black man came into her home, assaulted her, and then left. That's so weird. What a random thing to do, right. if it's true. Yeah. Right. So there's a woman named Sarah Carrier, and she says that her and her granddaughter were at the Taylor's home that morning that she claims that she was assaulted. Hmm. And she said that she was there doing their laundry. She worked for the tailors and she was a black woman. Okay. So she's saying that her and her granddaughter were there doing laundry for the tailors. Okay. And what she says is that she saw a white man leaving the home that morning when she got there to do the tailors laundry. So what she said was that she never saw a black man come into the home that day. She got there early in the morning to help do the laundry and she saw a white man leaving the home. She hmm. was there, she was doing laundry and she never saw a black man into the home. So wow. He had also said that she saw this white man come into the home several times. She had seen him multiple times and she really? knew him by name. She knew him oh, by name. Which interesting. The name, right. <laughs> the name of the man is not, I haven't been able to find it. I don't think okay. it was ever like doc, well documented enough for us to be able to know who exactly mm. this man was, but she said that she knew him by name. So what Sarah believed was that Fanny was having an affair. And the man that she was having an affair with is the one who assaulted her and gave her this big bruise on her face. And she didn't want to get outed for having an affair. Fuck. So she lied and said that a black man entered her home and assaulted her because that was easily believable. And it, everybody would be so such in an uproar Mm. about the fact that that happened, that they would complete, they would never even question if she was having an affair with somebody because they'd be so angry about the fact that, Oh my God, a black man came into her home. Oh my God. Piece of shit lady. Right. Oh my God. So Sarah, the, the woman who was doing the Taylor's laundry 
she starts telling people in her community of Rosewood, which she lived in Rosewood, she starts telling people in her community about what she believes. She was like, I don't think she's telling the truth. She's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen this man at her house multiple times. <laughs> yeah. And I saw him again today and I never saw anybody else come into the house. Mm. So Sarah's story starts spreading among the community of all of the black people in Rosewood, but it was completely drowned out by yeah, all of right. the white people saying, oh my God, this man assaulted her, blah, blah, blah. It was completely mm. drowned out. So the real story was completely overlooked and the white men of these communities were in an absolute uproar oh my god that's terrifying and so at this time there was a man named jesse hunter in rosewood and he was a recent prison escapee it's not clear what he was in prison for but he escaped prison and everybody recent like as in our recent or their recent okay is this guy like really old or something okay (laughs) no but like so he had recently escaped from prison and so everybody's pointing the finger at this guy they're like oh he's a criminal he was in prison he escaped prison gotcha must have been the guy who did it gotcha who assaulted fanny there was absolutely no evidence that he was the mm. one who assaulted her but mm. everybody just said mm, easy target must that's be who, right right yeah and that's who we're gonna blame for it now there was a man named robert walker i'm sorry there's a lot of names it's hard to keep no up. it's okay but yeah he was the county sheriff at the time of sumner and he created a posse which now we think oh a group of friends i'm going out with my posse whatever but at this time what a posse was was that like like a militia basically like oh those people like "Mm, you're you're sheriff now you're gonna work for me and even though you've had absolutely no training no Mm. nothing like you are a deputy now basically nice real nice he creates Mm. this posse of the temporary deputies of a bunch of white men because this issue is so pressing and nobody even wants to find out what the truth is but Mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna create this posse of a bunch of temporary deputies to figure out what's going on and handle the situation (laughs) so the posse also borrowed hound dogs from the local prison to try and track jesse hunter's scent oh lord And there's another man named Sam Carter, who was the Rosewood um, blacksmith, basically. Mm. And the posse hears a rumor that Sam Carter was the last person to talk to Jesse. So they're like, okay, we got to go to Sam to figure out where Jesse's at. So they bust into Sam's house. And they start interrogating him about where Jesse is. And he obviously can't give an answer because he genuinely doesn't know. Yeah. And he hasn't seen him. So what they decided to do was to kidnap him with a plan to torture him to get an answer out of him. They hung him by a tree. uh, They hung him from a tree by his neck 
not to kill him, but to torture him and to get answers out of him. He still was not able to give any answers. And they kept asking, kept asking, and he didn't know. And he like, he didn't know where Jesse was. So their answer was to shoot him in the street and to leave his body there for everyone to see. Holy They shot him in his head and they murdered him and they left him in the street for everyone to see. This is insane. Oh my God. And it was like the road that connected Sumner and Rosewood. And they left him right in the middle of the street. And this was the actual beginning of all of the violence that occurred. Wow. That's really fucked up. The posse, it ends up turning into a full-blown mob. Because all of the neighboring towns are getting word of what's going on and what's happening. And so there's all of these white men who want to be involved to catch Jesse. Because they're like, mm. oh, this man assaulted a white woman, and we want to we want to get justice for this. So yeah, right. All of these Bullshit. Right. Yeah. So there's mm. all of these white men from neighboring towns that are coming in and being like, hey, we'll help you. Blah blah blah. So instead of it being a posse of say six people with all of these temporary deputies, it's growing into a mob. Oh my God. 20 at this point. So then they become like a search party then at that point. What? Just exactly. looking for him. Exactly. Fucking angry search party. 1923. So this is not a big place. Like it's not some giant, it's not like New York city. You know what I mean? Oh my God. It's, yeah. They're going to find a town. Yeah. Fuck. And they're so angry that they're like losing sight of what it is that they're trying to do. And they just start destroying stuff. They're destroying everything in sight. Um, On day three, there was a rumor of Jesse being at the carrier's house. So Sarah carrier, the woman who was doing laundry for the tailors that said, "Um, this isn't right. There's a rumor (gasps) that Jesse is at her house. Please tell me nothing happens to her. (laughs) No, that's so sad. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh my God. She also has a son named Sylvester. And basically Sarah was like a a foster mom of all of these children in the town. If they didn't have a place to go, her home was open. So it was basically like she was fostering a bunch of children in her home. Yeah. But she also had her son there, Sylvester. And it's unclear how many children were living in the home at the time. But oh it, we know that there were several. Mm. And so day four, this is after the rumor starts that Sarah is hiding Jesse. The mom shows up at their house. Mm. And the first thing that they do when they get to the carrier's house is shoot their dog that's outside. Oh my God. Yeah. And they're outside screaming and yelling, like imagine like pit pitchforks oh, and, and shit. yeah, screaming for everybody to get out of the house. So what 
there's two men in the mob. One's named Henry, Henry Andrews and one is named Polly Wilkerson. They decide, well, if nobody is going to come out, I'm going to kick the damn door down and I'm going to oh get in God. there. Oh so they God. start kicking the door. It's like Polly kicks once, Henry kicks once. They're going back and forth trying to kick the door. Mm-hmm. Well, eventually they do kick the door down, but it's Polly who gets the door down. And he was immediately shot because Sylvester was inside with a gun. Really? Yeah. So how old was he? Sylvester? uh, I don't know, but he was just a kid. He was grown. -er. Okay. Older. But There were other like younger children because we have record of one of one person. Her name was Minnie Lee Mitchell Langley. She was nine at the time and she was one of the kids that was at the home. Mm. And she said that Sylvester saved her life that day. And what Sylvester did was basically put her in front of him and put the gun on her shoulder Mm. because who wants to, who wants to shoot a nine-year-old, you know, that's not who they're looking for. So he put her in front of her in front of him and put the gun on her shoulder and when Polly kicked the door down he shot him over <gasps> Minnie's shoulder wow good for him so, yeah check the house right so eventually both of the guys who were trying to kick the door down end up being shot and so there's two dead white men on their front porch oh boy here we go yeah the the mob into an absolute they freak out Mm. and gunfire ensues and also side note there was a swamp behind the carrier's house okay where a bunch of children escaped to and a bunch of people in the town escaped to Mm. to hide inside of the swamp but also keep in mind this is in january so it's very cold one of the coldest Mm -hmm. months of the year you know Mm -hmm. even though it is in florida that's probably still still pretty freaking cold down there in january yeah so a lot of the children that were in the carrier home escaped to the swamp and basically like like wade in the water and and hide to be able to like duck down yeah oh my god and hide so gunfire ensues after the mob realizes that there's two white men dead on the carrier's front porch and within that gunfire both sarah and sylvester were murdered oh wow and there was actually an article that i was able to see and it said the mob only stopped shooting because they ran out of ammunition oh my god Hmm. And during this, all of the um, children and possibly others that the carriers were housing, it's not, it's not clear if they were housing anyone else aside mm-hmm. from children. They very well could have been. If mm-hmm. Jesse was there, it was likely that they escaped to the swamp behind their house. Sure. Now, Arnett Goins was a child that escaped. And it is on record and he said that they stayed in the swamp for two to three nights 
before being what? able to fully escape. Holy cow, what? They they stayed there for days because this went on for How? Days. Holy cow. I oh my god, know. that's awful. Wow. So after this, they're just in a rage. I don't know if it like the mob is having like an adrenaline rush or what, but they just decided to set fire to several homes. Um, oh wow. They set fire to one of the three, I believe, three two or three churches in the town. Oh um, my god. Because I know that there was like I'm I'm pretty sure it was three because I think there was two white churches and one black church. Mm. And they decided to set fire to the church um mm. on their way back to go to sleep at night, I guess. Okay, and, have a second wind or something. <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the black community oh. of Rosewood, they began to flee because they knew that the mob was yeah. going to be back. Fucking racist and, pieces of shit. Yeah. Right. So Jesus they were either Christ. like, I'm getting the hell out of here or I'm going to go hide in the swamp. Jeez. Now, there was a man named John Wright. Again, I'm sorry. There's a lot of names. Okay. <laughs> there was a man named John Wright and he was a white man and he was well known in the black community and he had a home in Rosewood, which you can still see pictures of this home. Mm. Um, he opened his home to the black community and the mom completely left his house alone. They never came and knocked on his door, mm. nothing. They completely left his house alone. So he was hiding people and because he was well known in the community and they knew that it was Good a for him. place to go. Good right? for him. Thank you, John and White. <laughs> so it was very clear that the mob literally only targeted black homes, like mm. black families' homes. And there were also some families in Sumner, some white families, that would open their homes to black people, but typically it was only the black people that worked for them. Mm. So it was like how Sarah was going over to the Taylor's Mm. house and doing laundry. If they had like somebody coming over doing the same sort of thing, they would say, oh, you can stay with us because you're one of the good ones, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's bittersweet. So on Friday, January 5th, which would have been day four of this massacre or day five, I'm sorry. This is insane. (laughs) 200 armed white men came into rosewood coming from all over the state of florida what several of these men were part of the kkk what oh my god dude so rumor is just spreading like wildfire fuck there everybody's like i want in on this i want in on this and they're just dude everybody's what the fuck i had no idea this was a thing scary it is holy shit the craziest wow. thing is, like I said, documented the most people that ever lived in Rosewood was 300. And now mm, you've got oh, 200 yeah. armed extra white men coming in to just you're gonna wipe them out. If they're there, exactly. they're going to wipe them out. Exactly. Uh. So they burned more houses. Mm. They burned a second church in town. They burned a Masonic lodge. Also, a side note they had a rosewood had a baseball team like a like a town baseball yeah. team they burned the baseball field the fuck uh they burned the schoolhouse literally burned everything 
except for John Wright's house. They burned everything to the fucking ground. That. So and, wait a minute. Was he like a pastor? Did I miss something? Like, did they respect him? He was a white man. Just white man. But like they yeah. burned down everybody else's houses. They burned down everything else. Everybody else's, including the white people. There was literally no more white people there because they I all know why they left Sumner. his alone. Dude, that's crazy. And you can see pictures of, of his home and it's like a big like mansion type looking thing. So, well, so, shit. I mean, you can, you can kind of look at it and be like, maybe he had money too, but maybe. everything else was burnt to the ground. All the homes, Damn. the general store, the um, the churches, the house, everything. So <laughs> at this time, when everything is burning, I'm sure that there's people who have been like quietly hiding in their homes. Oh my God. Anybody yeah. who at that point was forced to flee, like their houses are burning down. They're forced to get out. They don't have a choice or else they're yeah. going to die in a fire. Yeah. If they were like too sick or elderly and not fast enough, the mob would shoot them right then and there, (gasps) right there in the street. Oh my God. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we have a couple of names of people who we have documented that they were Mm -hmm. victims of this massacre. Mm -hmm. One was Lexi Gordon. Uh, She ran from her burning home and she was shot in the back. Mm. there's another man his name was mingo williams and she he was shot in the head he was not a resident of rosewood he was literally just in the wrong place at the wrong time oh my god fuck that sucks oh my god day six john and william bryce they were train conductors and rosewood again had a train station oh no they passed through Rosewood regularly bringing oh, no. necessities and stuff. And the, the train station was one of the few things that was not burned. It was like John Wright's house okay. and the train station were not okay. burned. So what they did was when they heard what was happening, they pulled their train into the Rosewood station and they started picking up a bunch of people, <gasps> especially women and children, and started God. taking them oh, out. Wow. Oh, I thought you were going to say something completely different. I thought they were going to die. No. Thank God. Wow. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So they were both white men and they were just like, this isn't right. And they were, they were there regularly. So they just said, we're going to load up the train with as many Mm. people as we possibly can. And we're going to take them to a safe place. And it sounds, it sounds great, but also Mm. at the same time, these people were leaving with nothing. Oh, they yeah. were leaving with none of their family members because, probably gone. Right. And all forever. of their property has been destroyed. Just Everything gone. Has been burnt to the ground. Any money, any land, any mm. home that you had, any sort of legacy that you wanted to leave for your children, yeah. a family yeah. home for your children, it is all gone. It's gone. So it's nice that your life has been saved, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But also at the same time, you're being thrown into a new town where you don't know anybody yeah. and you're still fucking scared. Hell yeah, and man. And you have absolutely nothing. 
I can't even imagine what that's like. There's so many people with children yeah. and you don't have a place to stay, a place to go. You don't know no anybody. Food, you don't nothing. have a job. You have no money, no food. Right. Yeah. Fuck. Which luckily they were able to get out with their lives, but it's still just oh so incredibly sad. And they couldn't ever go back to Rosewood because mm. they were so scared that yeah. they were going to be killed. Like even 50 years later, they still would not go back there. And there oh, are yeah. still, nope, I wouldn't. there are still some descendants of victims who live in neighboring cities of Rosewood. Really? Yeah. So January 6th is the sixth and the last day of the massacre. And the mob decided they wanted to burn any black owned property left and kill any black people that were still alive or escaped. This is awful. They came across James Carrier, who was Sarah's brother and Sylvester's uncle, and he wow. was partially paralyzed due to a stroke. And oh, oh yeah. my God. He was one of the people that helped a bunch of the children escape to the swamp. And he had been hiding in the swamp with these children. And so the mob surrounded him. They marched him to the cemetery and they shot and murdered him next to the fresh graves of Sarah and Sylvester Carrier. They shot him right there in between the two graves. Wow. Terrible. Holy fuck. And then they continued to set fire to absolutely everything until there was nothing left except for Jesus John Wright's house. Jesus Christ. It's also not even clear if the train station was left at this point, but there there was literally nothing left. Everything was burnt to the fucking Fuck, ground. dude. What the and hell? Again, there are only eight documented deaths. So we have Sarah Carrier, Sylvester <laughs> Carrier. We have Henry Wilkerson or... Henry Andrews, Polly Wilkerson, Lexi, and Mingo Williams. That's six. And I'm probably, I'm missing two. Okay. Uh, two of them were white men and six of them were mm. black people. You want to mm. tell me you burnt down a whole town and only eight people died? Yeah, bull There's fucking absolutely shit. absolutely no way. That's why like oh, witnesses say that it could be up to 150 people. This is insane. Now, in February of 1923, someone decides that, hey, like, this isn't right. And they bring what happened in front of a grand jury. Okay. And at this time, a jury would be just a bunch of citizens that that there was, like, no screenings for. And they would Mm -hmm. literally all be white. There would be no black people on this jury Mm. so when they bring this in front of the jury they decide nothing wrong happened here there were no charges pressed there were no murder arrests what the fuck no no charges for destruction of property no charges for arson no charges for lynching no charges for inciting a riot wow etc not a single charge nobody why? got in trouble for anything six why six wow people were dead murdered that we have at least documented and nobody got in trouble 
all of these homes burnt to the fucking ground. Nobody mm. gets in trouble. Mm. So again, I was like, remember that they only documented the deaths yeah. of two white people. Um also there's like a side story where there was um a law passed in 1931 because there it was called the Scottsboro Boys, where it was mm-hmm. nine boys who were accused of raping a white woman. And mm-hmm. um, there was a law passed because of that incident, because that case ended up going on for over two decades. And so we found out that there were forged signatures of Black people on the jury docket. Holy cow. So all records about this massacre were lost. And the information that I have is all by word of mouth and from the descendants of victims. Mm. So Sarah wow. still has descendants of victims, but like this, this is not fake. This is the real deal. That's shit. so fucking crazy that so, you literally couldn't even find like historical documents. Literally had the to- only that yeah yeah no what you were about to say yeah literally the only article that i found was uh, it's like a snippet from a newspaper and it's like oh uh they only That's stopped insane. shooting because they they ran out of ammunition wow so literally no survivors ever went back to rosewood and many mm. of the people changed their names which makes it even mm. harder to like go back mm. with ancestry because of yeah. the name change but there was a man named Arnett Doctern, and she he is Sarah's great-grandson, Sarah Carrier's great-grandson, and says that there was a household rule that no one spoke of the massacre unless the elders brought it up. Wow. And many mob members were still alive at the time, and Arnett remembers his mom knowing them by name. People who murdered, okay, so Arnett's mom would have been Sarah's daughter or daughter-in-law. Okay. And she knew a bunch of these people who took, who did this massacre. She knew them by name. Wow. How scary has that got to be? It's horrifying. And um, what I put in stars was generational trauma. So not only is this yeah. like a bunch of murders, oh, yeah. you're burning a town to the ground. This is generational trauma mm, that mm. it's like how do you even deal with that how, how do you even handle no that? idea no idea uh but also any chance of leaving anything behind for your children is gone any like generational wealth or anything whatever that may be considered to someone like a piece of land a home money any of that was taken away from these families. So it's like, not only were their lives taken, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. There's also these families that may have been well off at one point because they were in a self-sufficient town. They were mm-hmm. doing well from themselves, And now they're thrown into poverty mm. because they've had everything stripped from them. Yeah. And they that, literally have to start from scratch completely. Exactly. They have a new life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that can last generations. That can yeah. last generations. Right. That sort of poverty. Absolutely. Mm-mm. 71 years later, 
survivors could receive up to a hundred dollars if they could prove that they were direct descendants of property owners from Rosewood. Wait, this was in like- 1994. 1994, there was something that was passed that said, oh, we're going to give reparations to descendants of victims of the Rosewood up to $100. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. That's all they get? Yeah. Bitch. The fuck? What? Also, this was the first bill in the United States that was passed to compensate Black black people for a racial injustice. Wow. And- in 2020, Florida State University started a scholarship, a scholarship uh, for descendants and a formal commission dedicated to researching the history of Rosewood and give descendants a voice. Hmm. And Fanny never came clean. There is no documentation that ever says like, oh, I lied. I was having an affair, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I hope There's she feels like a one human house- piece of shit. <laughs> right? God damn. But also, wow, if you're you willing to lie and pin something on oh. someone else, oh, here's my video. You can keep going. Hold on. <laughs> um, again, there was only one house left in the town, and it was John Wright's home. And mm-hmm. there's a monument in the town, which was only recently put up in the last couple of years that explains that there was a massacre there. So, literally, mm-hmm. the only things that are there are John Wright's house and a monument. But also, last year in 2020, John's house was sold, and there is the Rosewood Heritage Foundation. They have been trying to reach out to the people who bought John's home because they want to make it like a historical monument. Yeah. It's a historical home. This is a big deal. Absolutely. It's not protected by the state. There's nothing that states that it's a historical home. So the people who bought it in 2020 have never reached out to the foundation. (laughs) Now, this. Okay. That's so annoying. Right? (laughs) Oh my God. So triggered right now. And so, you know, like these people are living there, they could absolutely destroy this home. You don't know, like they could they could be hoarders or something like oh and yeah. Completely destroy this home and it could be gone forever. How do you just and- like casually move in and not be like, wow, everyone that lived here in this town at one point fucking got killed? Right. Imagine they just it's gonna like, live here the energy there or like the um, dude. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to fuck around with that energy. I would not either. That that is no I'm good. Joke. So this wow. story is actually very similar to what happened in the Tulsa race massacre that happened in Oklahoma, which that hmm. only happened uh, two years prior to the. Um, to the Rosewood massacre and it's literally the exact same thing except for in Tulsa what they called the place that was destroyed it was called Black Wall Street they called it Black Wall Street and it was completely decimated burnt to the fucking ground and that story is more mainstream than the Rosewood massacre which is still Mm -hmm. not as mainstream because there's a lot of people who still don't know about it again same black boy gets um accused of assaulting a woman in an elevator and then mob i feel like i've heard about that one yeah everything Mm -hmm. gets burned to the ground it's literally the exact same thing and 
it happened two years. Rosewood happened two years after that. Mm. And a few years prior to, so in 1919, a -hmm. few years prior to the Rosewood massacre in Florida, they had the most documented lynchings of black people than any other state. They had 317 lynchings of black people, documented lynchings of black people in the state of Florida. And that was four years before this happened. Holy cow. And nobody, nobody has ever taught me that. I had no idea. I had no idea. I'm, I'm confused as to why those two other ones are more documented than the Rosewood. I'm so that, like, perplexed by that. I that like, the Tulsa, the Tulsa race massacre is more documented because it's like, it was a business hub. It was, gotcha. like I said, like black wall street. That's what it was called. And it was, yeah. uh, I feel like probably a lot more money was lost, which of okay. course makes things yeah. more important, I guess. Yeah. Where it's like money, businesses, blah, blah, blah. Just ridiculous. For the black community, that's a huge deal. But for the state itself, it's like, man, okay, be quiet. But yeah, I (laughs) guess that's why it's more documented was because it was like a a money generator. That is so, it's literally like so upsetting. I can't deal with that. It's so upsetting because you never hear anything about stuff. No, no, you don't. And it makes you really question why, you know, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, and this was in the midst of the Jim Crow era. Like Mm -hmm. this is when like segregation is still Mm -hmm. huge and it's just so sad. (sighs) Somebody was willing to take one person's voice and say, "Mm, somebody. Yeah, literally there was no question. Like at all. Right. And like someone and, was like, oh, I think it's that guy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> no idea who did it. It was just some some Fucking kid that or some guy that ran into the house and assaulted me. And this is what happened. Up to 150 <sighs> people were murdered over what <sighs> one woman said, which I'm all for believing women. But even she didn't even know. She didn't know who it was that did it. Right. And everybody just ran with that, pointed the finger at one guy, and then a whole town is wiped out. So sad and so scary. So upsetting. It should not have happened. Um, the people coming from all over the state was really upsetting to me because that me reminds too. me, I don't mean to get political, but I'm going to get political. And if you guys only like politics, sorry. <laughs> but like, it makes me think of Kyle Rittenhouse. Have you been keeping up with that? Yeah. I and mean, he came out of nowhere. He showed up. And just, uh huh. He's a minor. You know, it's the same exact situation where it's like, well, I was just there to protect everyone. No, you're not. Because you feel like you're there to fuck up someone's shit. Yeah, yeah. Like you feel it's your responsibility to to. In the name of what? You know, everyone knows why. Don't fucking play. Though that is literally the exact same thing. It's, it's exactly the same thing, just at a different time frame. People show up and they're like, oh, an excuse to use my racist ass, you know, self. Joey's looking at me like, don't get into this. But like, seriously, it's fucked up. It gets yeah, on my fucking is. nerves. And well, I'm and- not, I, I don't even have a say in this. It's fucked right. up. It's awful. Well, and like when you really put it that way, 
when you compare the two and how similar they are, if you take away like, okay, maybe they didn't have like ARs. <laughs> they didn't have yeah. ARs in, um, in 1923. But when but you that's put it. those two together, <laughs> it's exactly the fucking same. That <laughs> yeah. is terrifying because nothing yes. has fucking changed. Nothing no, changed. no, it fucking hasn't. And that is so no. terrifying and so scary and so sad. Oh, it's so awful, but I'm glad you talked about it. And you did, you did very good research. Thank, Thank you. you. You did amazing. That was also, wonderful. There is, if anybody has any curiosities of any additional information about the Rosewood massacre yeah. and what, and about the town itself, there's more information about Sam Carter, the black, the blacksmith of the town. You can go to virtualrosewood.com and there's mm. a lot more information there. If you have a VR set, there's actually a, a way to view the town and the cemetery through vr yeah wow okay that's cool we should also link the um the foundation in the description too the guy who made the website uh virtualrosewood.com is actually the founder of really Mm -hmm. okay well there you go guys that was incredible thank you for sharing that we needed to hear that that was so upsetting oh so sad well Mine was not as well researched as yours was. I mean, I did very minor, you know, I did research, but yours was just crisp. <laughs> Thank you. It was nice. I'm, you did wonderful. Before you start, I'm going to run to the bathroom. Go for it. I've I'm had two children and my bladder is. <laughs> I hear you. I've only had one, but I hear you. I do. Listen, <laughs> I can't even jump baby. on it. A- <laughs> I did have a big baby. I'm still working on my poor little pelvis. <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay. No, we were talking. I don't think so. I don't think anybody's here. <laughs> Just us. Just us. Just us. Time-wise, did I do all right? Oh, you did wonderfully. Okay. Uh, I don't know I what did. time, though, because mine is all screwed up with Zoom. But what is it on YouTube? Are you on YouTube? Yeah, it says can't even see dude i don't know my computer is Who fucking cares freaking out now i don't know what i'm doing i'm gonna talk about the black death can you hear me am i like too yeah. close too far is this okay no it's fine okay black death and i originally thought it was called the bubonic plague but i was incorrect and i'll explain why So the Black Death, the plague, or what's also known as the pestilence, which I don't know what that means. Nobody ever explained it to me. This was back in the 1300s. Toby's eating whipped cream. 1300s. I can hear it. (laughs) I told you to be quiet. You're being loud. Yes, I can hear it when you walk around the house. (laughs) I want some. Um, Oh, you're distracting me. You're distracting me. I'm gonna have have to share my screen. Is that what you said? (laughs) Oh my god, Danny! Okay. (laughs) God, y'all are the same. I really feel like they would get along. Yeah, Danny does, and Sam. Yeah. (laughs) That's rather cool of you. That wasn't very nice. All right. So the, the Black Plague, as Joey interrupted me, I'm sorry. It killed up to 6% of the Earth's population. Of the Earth? No, of the Earth. I know. 
Yeah. Did you say go up? Higher. Uh, well, they told me 6%. I thought it was higher. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's still a lot. That is a big number of the it's earth. It's a big number. Mm-hmm. At the time. Um, yeah. Which at the time, obviously, it wasn't as much as we have now. But that's still a lot. Yeah. Um, I'll get more into the numbers in a second. I have to find them in my notes. But it was 6% of the earth's population. I wrote bacteria spread and caught by both people and animals. So that's why this plague was so um, successful, I guess you could call it. And right. it spread because it not only was spread by humans at like, you know, how COVID is, um, but like it was spread through rats, horses, dogs, humans. You could cough and it could get on you. You could touch something and it could get on you. It would be in like the general air. It could be touched on your skin. It's- well, isn't that like how COVID is too? Because didn't it come from a bat? Yes. And haven't like dogs tested positive for COVID too? Have they? I did not I'm know about, that. I'm literally. You got to look that shit up because maybe it. we're about to enter into or have we're in. Honestly, I would not be surprised at all. The 40% of the world. Come died. over. Come, come over here. They can hear. Well, not as loud. Yeah, I mean, um, on the YouTube channel, it can. Okay. I mean, you can hear me just fine. It's yeah. estimated between 40 to 60%, and that is on history.com. Really? Website. Well, shoot. I stand corrected. I, I was going to say 6% is way. That's way, incredible, way though. I had no idea it was that much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, I do remember at one point it was said that if they did not end up finding out what it was and then therefore finding a cure for it, right. it would have wiped out all of humanity. You're so Oh, let me turn off my headphones. The reason why I have them on is because it it says that there's currently no evidence that animals are a source of COVID 19 in the US based on limited information. So the risk of them spreading it is low, but there are also signs that they can have it. And there are certain vets that have like diagnostic testing for for pets. i didn't know that so well all right well there you go we have well, another black death as of right now dogs cats lions and lizards have all tested positive for covid see yeah um, also i'm pretty sure the, the lions were in dc it was Huh. I didn't know that. Isn't that scary? That's fucking scary, dude. Ew. As far as I know, like Ew, COVID scared. started. <laughs> COVID started from a bat. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, I uh, sorry I interrupted, no. but the but the two no, coinciding okay. is is scary because you're like oh. crazy if you think about it that we could be mm-hmm. you know possibly going through another what would be considered like black death plague. Well, I mean, I, as of right now, I highly doubt that. You think so? Well, yeah. I need I mean, to get more nine, high for this nine, conversation. Joey's on us. It's different, you know, survival rate than 60% survival, survival. Well, and we were able to push out a vaccine a lot faster than what they would have been able to do in the 1300s. Right. So that, yeah. that saves a lot of people, I'm sure. That's true. It took them, I don't even know how long. I think I ended up writing it down, but um, it took them quite Sorry, a while. Katie, we've just like completely taken over inside the side chat. <laughs> guys didn't correct me i'd be sitting here spitting out false facts but um, even before the vaccine i mean the death rate was still below one percent so i mean the black plague is eons worse than yeah what covid is i mean covid is 40 percent not covid uh black plague is 40 percent so i mean 
almost every other person that got it died. Yeah, and it would That's kill you within much sometimes within a day, but Granted, normally it'd be four days. We also have to thank current medical technology for that because yeah. our medical technology is such that most cancer yeah. patients live, most heart disease patients right. live, most obese, morbidly obese people live to a pretty healthy life expectancy. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Right. People with Just diabetes. Like right. Ago. But yeah. also the the percentages of like um, death rates go down when the population is astronomically larger. You're so, right. the, so the percentage of like the death rate goes even though it's uh, probably the same. Like, like it would I have been the death yeah. rate right now is close to a million. It's in the eight hundred thousands yeah. right now for COVID. Yeah. So the, I don't I don't know what that would have looked like in the thirteen hundreds, but it's still like a very large number. Very, and that's just here. Very similar. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's a bigger number just based off the math. I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to get too crazy into it. I'm not trying to take over y'all's podcast or anything. I need to get you a mic. Maybe you should be like but, another cool or something. Well, I mean, <laughs> statistics standpoint, one percent of ten or of a hundred people and one percent of a billion people is you know, still relative to the population, it's still going to have the same impact of the population. Hmm. Right. But the number of the 1% is still going to be bigger. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 That, that was That's the point she, that I was making. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could be the same. We don't know. Um, and I'm not going to be one of the people, obviously, I'm not one of the people trying to say that COVID is a non existent thing. Don't. Don't get me wrong. Oh, on no, that. No, no. I'm going off of no, all we, numbers that exist. COVID's a very real thing. I think the reason that we have a survival rate as astronomically high as we do is because of how far our medical community mm-hmm. and medical technology has come. I mean, we are definitely, definitely. I mean, it seems like we're living in a dream. The stuff you can, yeah, in. no kidding. It's pretty unbelievable, but yeah, I I do think it's probably the same, except we have modern technology now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. imagine if we didn't have the kind of technology yeah. that we do now, it would have been exactly like that six yeah. percent of the population wiped out, if not more. That's so terrifying to think about. But thank God for medicine, well, Jesus Christ. And you can also relate that to just about anything. I mean, if we didn't yeah. have our medical technology yeah. currently, Cancer I mean. And- uh, obesity, obesity, obesity anything diabetes yeah, diabetes no, itself it's like you don't have insulin you die yes or your limbs fall well, off yeah and that's yeah. also you know yeah. one of our issues as a country is you can be as healthy as you can afford yeah to that's <laughs> another thing yeah oh gosh yeah i, I totally understand you're breaching politics we're right there we're right there <laughs> you're like right there <laughs> Um, yeah, but I anyway, you, though, one I of my agree favorite with you. personal quotes that I have on the healthcare system yeah. when we when any conversation about healthcare comes up is that you can be as healthy as you can afford to be. Yeah, which is damn true. You know, on a scale of morality, probably not the most moral thing for the most advanced country in the world to have. Yeah, correct. Agree. I think we're teetering the line, though. Really, really, <laughs> more like, your booty crack is like on the line right now, and your butt <laughs> the politic pool, and your left cheek is like on the other side. His left cheek. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wait, maybe it's just a bit. I mean, am I wrong? 
you're not wrong. No, I mean, I agree with you. No, I agree with you too. (laughs) We love a politics daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I need to like admit you away though. Uh, (laughs) You don't want any type of political stuff on your Well, no, and it's not because of, I'm, I don't know. It's just because we don't want to make anybody mad. Yeah, I don't want to make anybody mad. Exactly, which is why I got my damn opinions. Right yeah, you know? just a little, just a little, that's it. <laughs> just a little, just a little bit of my butt cheek in the yeah. pool of politics. Uh, anyway, we're gonna go back to the black plague. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about people dying. <laughs> which also, by the way, after this is over, I'm gonna do something fun. We're gonna go into happiest parts of history that nobody knows about Ooh, and i I'm excited. share them with you so it'll be like a nice uplifting part of the show so i know it's sad right now but we'll get there that's the good parts because of humanity's lack of knowledge scientifically like we were just saying biologically and medicinally and at the time much heavier religious influence rather than anything this led to some odd practices and beliefs in how to ward off the disease, which I pulled up an article right before the show that I wanted to read to you because I was like, so what did they believe in? And like, yeah, I was like, I'm curious. And I'm thinking about, you remember the doctor masks, how it was a giant bird's beak. Oh, the plague. plague Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Mm -hmm. That was, um, I'm pretty sure was a religious belief, but I'm going to read it with you guys. So um, I'm going to read it and find out. Hold on. Yes. Was that a religious thing? Because I guess we're going to find out here in a second. I mean, it is like a plague doctor mask, but yeah. I didn't know it had like religious ties to it or potentially. Some of them did. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. Sorry, guys. Um, since no one knew what caused the disease, no cure was possible. But this did not stop people from trying what they could on based on the medical knowledge at the time, which came primarily from the Greek and doctor Hippocrates. Um, philosopher Aristotle and the Roman physician Galen, as well as religious belief, folklore, herbalism, and superstition. These cures, most of which were ineffective and some of which were fatal, fall roughly into five categories. Animal cures, potions, fumigations, bloodletting, pastes, fight or flight from infected areas, and persecution of marginalized communities, religious cures, And of course, quarantining and social distancing as we know it in today's world. But of course, people didn't know that that worked. But I mean, I don't know, at least not back then. Of these five, only the last quarantine and what is now known as social distancing had any effect on stopping the spread of the plague. Unfortunately, people in the 14th century Europe were as reluctant to stay isolated in their homes as people are in the present day during the COVID-19 pandemic. The wealthy bought their way out of quarantine and fled to country estates, spreading the disease further, while others helped with the spread by ignoring quarantine efforts and just continuing to participate in religious services and by going about their daily business. By the time the plague ended in Europe, millions were dead and the world uh, and the world the survivors had known would be radically changed. Um, la 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 la. I'm going to skip this part because it's not that's super relevant. That's, it, that's so relevant even today. Yeah, <laughs> it's scary. It's just yes. like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna like go to like a different country, different town, yes. different state, whatever, and I'm just gonna spread it all over the place. And then crazy, can't and get back exactly that. what people do nowadays because they're like, oh, well, I'm just one person, so what does it matter if I do it? Like, right, Ugh. stupid. <laughs> 
Stupid butt. Stupid butt. <laughs> uh, la, 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 la. I'm going to make sure I don't need to read this. Okay. Yeah, First I want to know what this is, the animal, animal cures. cures. One of the most popular cures was the Vicary method, named after the English doctor Thomas Vicary, who proposed it. A healthy chicken was taken and its back and rear plucked clean. This bare part of the live chicken was then applied to the swollen nodes of the sick person and the chicken strapped in place. When the chicken showed signs of illness, it was thought to be drawing the disease from the person. It was then removed, washed, and strapped back on, and this continued continued until the chicken or the patient died uh, which <laughs> i get it i get where you're going with that but no <laughs> oh my god just do an egg cleanse like please another like, it's not gonna cure you of a disease <laughs> Poor chicken. i fucking hate chickens i grew up with them for people who don't know but like i would never do that <laughs> What the fuck? That's like sucking venom out of someone's like snake bite or something. Well, like there, there is like in witchcraft, there is something called an egg cleanse where you can rub an egg all over your body and it can supposedly get rid of a curse or something. And you might have to do it multiple times, but damn, like poor chicken. Wait, so how do you know it's taken away though? Does the egg do something? You crack that, you crack the egg into a glass of water and you read, you read the egg and like the whites will distribute in certain ways and people will read, read it off of that. Witchcraft practice that if I'm not mistaken, originated in Santeria witchcraft. Yes. Mm -hmm. Of Cubans. Hmm. Yeah. Santeria. Why do you know? all right another attempt at a cure was to find and kill a snake chop it into pieces and rub the various parts all over your swollen bubes 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 Biobies. I don't know what that word is. <laughs> Biobies. Swollen goose eggs on your skin. The snake, synonymous in Europe with Satan, was thought to draw the disease out of the body as evil would be drawn to evil. Another fucking reason why religion and day-to-day life just fuck me up sometimes because people always associate Bible stories with real life and I don't, I God, I hope no one that I knew growing up is watching this because they're like, oh, why would you? <laughs> but like, dude, it's a snake. It has nothing to do with Satan. Just because it, it's God. It, it, listen, if you want to, if you want to take it like that, it's one of God's creatures. What, what are you going to chop it up? You're going to look listen, at that thing and say, you're the I devil. I'm going to chop you up. Yeah. I hate snakes. Don't fucking don't do that. You dirty oh, hoe. You dirty hoe. Is that what you said? (laughs) You dirty hoe. The snake synonymous in Europe with Satan was thought to draw the disease out of the body as evil would be drawn to evil. Pigeons were used in the same way. (laughs) Yo, why did they do that to the pigeon? (laughs) That's sad. That's so depressing. We're educated like we are nowadays. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Same, or they don't know how the pigeon was chosen. It's unclear. They just chose a pigeon, I guess. <sighs> Jesus Christ. An animal much Wait, sought oh. after. Wait, yeah, what? I, was, I just started reading this. I'm <laughs> fucking talking about unicorns. <laughs> An animal yeah. much sought after for its curative powers was the unicorn. Okay. All right. 
drinking a powder made of the ground up horn of the unicorn mixed in water was thought to be an effective remedy and was also among the most expensive expensive because they knew how much it cost even though they've never seen it <laughs> it's not fucking real that's why <laughs> like, how much what do you mean expensive how did what <laughs> the unicorn could not easily be caught and had to oh, be no shit into submission by a young virgin maiden of course Doctors who managed to procure the powder of a ground unicorn horn used it to treat snake bites, fever, convulsions, and serious wounds. And so it was thought to work equally well with the plague because they've totally done it before. Because <laughs> they used it on snake bites, convulsions, fevers, and chills. <laughs> oh my God. There is no evidence that it worked. No shit. However, <laughs> any more than the cures involving the chicken or the snake. Something tells me there was some old man that was like, I got the horn. <laughs> yeah. It's ground up. <laughs> it's probably like ground up eggshells or something. Like, <laughs> it's probably like, or just like cocaine or something. Just like, here you go. <laughs> like some sand, like a rock that he found on the road. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's a unicorn. Rub it in your stars. <laughs> fucking burn <laughs> the unicorn potion potions oh negations, bloodletting and paste another way of curing the unicorn potion was not the only or most expensive cure offered to the nobility or wealthy merchant class another remedy was eating or drinking a small quantity of crushed emeralds wow let's eat some rocks bitch <laughs> but grind the emeralds with mortar that's true Joey was like, what do you think salt is? <laughs> uh, it's not quite the same thing, Joey, but... It is. Salt is a rock. All right, so is sand. You're going to eat sand? Dumbass. <laughs> Dumbass. That's stupid. That's like saying you can eat chicken breast, and then you're like, oh, you're going to eat horse too, you idiot? Joey. Like, no, All right. I mean, if you had to, I guess. I mean, I would try it. I, what? Sand? Horse. Oh God, no! That's not what I meant. Not horse, like the street name for heroin, like actual horse. Oh my God! Basketball game. Basketball game tomorrow. Okay. I'm too high for this. The physician would grind the emeralds with a mortar and pestle, and then administer it to the patient as a fine powder mixed with either food or water. Okay, I get how you get it in your system now. I get it. You don't just fucking straight up swallow it and call it a day. Swallow this rock. Swallow. (laughs) (laughs) Those who could not afford to consume emeralds drink arsenic. What? (laughs) Mercury, which killed them faster than the plague. No shit. Yeah, not a good idea. God damn, fucking fucking thirteen hundreds people were like, <laughs> "Give me the poison! Give me the poison! Why is it spicy?" <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Poison specifically chosen for Cusco. Just to kill Cusco. Fuck, Danny's so good at that. I wish he was Emperor's new crew. <laughs> don't don't tell the story don't so tell the story <laughs> we'll tell you that one out publicly yes 
<laughs> One of the best known song. potions was Four Thieves Vinegar, which was a combination of cider, vinegar, or wine with spices such as sage, clove, rosemary, and wormwood. Okay, yeah, that sounds a little bit more safe, yeah, you know, yeah. and more like um, witchcraft. A lot yeah, more yeah. safe. Thought to be a potent protection against the plague, it allegedly was created and used by four thieves who were able to rob the homes of the dying and the graves of the dead because the drink made them immune to the plague. I didn't know that about, I don't know about that. <laughs> My mom well, told me that one time. I mean, you also got to keep in consideration wormwood is a low-dose hallucinogenic. Oh well, yeah. and when it comes to like herbalism, the things like sage, clove, rosemary, those are it's it's good for you. And, and yes, in herbalism, mm-hmm. like I I use those things when I get a cold. Me too. Me sage too. is also a hallucinogenic. People really, yeah. Is it really? Salvia comes from salvia is a type of sage. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's yeah. It, it's. Uh, <laughs> It's and. a type of sage, but not all sage. Yeah. No, no, not everything. Some sage. That's true. Uh, four Thieves vinegar is still made and used today in the practice of homeopathic medicine as an antibacterial agent. I use it to clean, though no one in the modern day claims it can cure the plague. The most popular potion among the wealthy was known as Theriac legend notes it was very difficult to prepare recipes would often contain up to 88 types of ingredients and often significant amounts of opium oh boy (laughs) sexy (laughs) the ingredients were ground into a paste which was mixed with syrup and consumed as needed precisely what the ingredients were and why it worked however is unclear Theriac in its liquid form was often referred to as a triacle but it seems it could have been applied as a paste Aside from potions, clearing the air was considered another effective remedy. Since the plague was thought to spread by bad air, homes were fumigated with incense or simply smoke from a burning thatch. People carried bouquets of flour, which they held to their faces, not only to ward off the stench of decomposing bodies, which, by the way, were just laying everywhere because it was thought this would fumigate one's lungs. It was this practice which gave rise to the children's rhyme, ring around the rosy, a pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. In reference to the practice of filling one's pockets with flowers or sweet smelling substances to keep one safely fumigated at all times, as the rhyme suggests, this was an ineffective, this was as ineffective as any other cures. It was also thought that one could fumigate oneself by sitting close to a very hot fire, which I get what these people oh are God. trying to do, but it's like, no, doesn't work that way. I get yeah, that. It's like process, but... you like, you can sweat out a fever, like your fever yeah. is when you start sweating and stuff like that. But oh, you can't just like be like, oh, I'm just going to sweat. But like, I can't breathe in you're sick right now because I have flowers I, in my lungs. Right. It, it, like instead of a mess, <laughs> you have a flowers right like, here. Okay protected jesus christ um all right like one is a lot more effective than the other yeah i'm gonna skip to bloodletting i don't know what that word means was a popular remedy for all kinds of illnesses and was well established by the medieval medieval period it was thought that by drawing out bad blood which caused illness health would be restored by the good blood that remained the preferred method was leaching in which a number of leeches would be placed on the patient's body to suck out the bad blood. But leech collectors were a highly paid profession and not everyone could afford this treatment. 
For the less affluent, a small incision was made in the skin with a knife and the bad blood collected in a cup and disposed of. Another method along these same lines was cupping in which a cup was heated and applied down upside down to a patient's skin, especially the buobes to draw the sickness into the boobies they're talking (laughs) about the goose eggs (laughs) for the for those that don't know what we're talking about but um to draw the sickness into it makes sense i get what they're trying to do people still use these methods yes we do leaching is still popular yes it is cupping too extremely popular with athletes Uh any ufc fight you watch you'll see like dark red circles all over the UFC fighters because it is hugely helpful apparently. I've heard that. Yep, me it's too. Not, not for the Black Plague though. Don't know. My that sore shoulder you got. <laughs> um, 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 aside from the theriac, theriac paste, doctors also prescribed a cream made of various roots, herbs, and flowers, which was applied to the bio to the boobies once they were lanced (laughs) to the goose eggs human waste was also turned into a paste for the same purpose which no doubt led to greater infection since it was believed that clean urine had medicinal properties people would bathe in it drink it and urine collectors were paid well by doctors for a clean product disgusting disgusting joey joey said i wonder if that's how the golden shower king started it's possible oh, i mean Maybe. it was a 1300 shit they did some Come freaky on, shit in the shadows. they did shit <laughs> i don't know all right so basically i'm gonna skip to the religious cures because that's what i'm i'm curious about mm-hmm That standard, for the most part, was set by the medieval church, which informed the worldview of the majority of the population of Europe at the time. Religious cures were the most common, and besides the public flagellation mentioned above, uh, we missed that part, took the form of purchasing religious amulets and charms, prayer, fasting, attending mass, persecuting Mm -hmm. those thought responsible for starting this plague and participating in religious processions the pope eventually put a stop to the public flagellations and and as ineffective and upsetting to the populace but by that time participants had spread the plague to every town or city they had visited processions in which participants marched and prayed for mercy usually from a central point into town to the church or a shrine to the same on a smaller scale as did public gatherings to hear mass that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I'm going to stop sharing for a second. See where I'm at with my notes because. Huh? You muted? No. Just talking. I'm just oh, talking. Just see where I'm at with my notes. Yeah. Um, it could kill in a day. You would be left to die because people didn't know what the fuck to do with your body. And they were scared of you. And it could be someone that you knew. It's really sad. All right, the symptoms. I'm going to read you the symptoms first, and then we're going to watch a video that I found. It would progress through the lymphatic system first. Um, I had posted a screenshot, but um, your lymphatic nodes, I think there's. They're all over your body. They're all over your body. They basically are filters for your, correct me if I'm wrong, but for your blood, right? For your cells. Cells I I believe so. Yeah, Yeah, one of the two. They're filters. So that's the big thing. Um, yeah, there's around 600 lymph nodes in the body. Yeah. 
So all of them would start to get infected and inflamed, you know, as it would progress through the body, the bacteria, mm-hmm. just infecting each lymph node. It's like it goes through one and then uh, it goes to another and then you're just sick. Yep. You're just sick. Um, it infects and inflames the, the lymph nodes and it spreads from can't read my own wording here. <laughs> Black <laughs> oozing lumps would be found under arms in your groin area at, and at the base of your neck. Like these huge, sometimes like softball sized, big pus filled oozing things. Yeah. Um, well, and you have lymph nodes in all of those places too. Here, yep. in your armpits and mm-hmm. your pelvic. They'd be yep. like giant, like um, cysts. Basically. Yes, that's exactly what they were. Yeah. Nodes would burst after time and would send bacteria shooting through the bloodstream and body. This led to the congestion of clotting and arteries blocking circulation at an extreme rate. Think of someone building a dam in a river within a day or so. So like someone just puts a dam in the middle of a river and your blood is just like, and there's nothing. So yeah, that's exactly what happens to your body when you have the black plate. Holy <laughs> shit. That sounds yeah. terrible. Yeah, but let me show you what it looks That's like. Terrible. For... It's also, you know, as much as it sends clots, just as badly affects the blood. Uh-huh. Just any organ at all versus yes. inside your body is yes. like bad news, you know, going to surgery before infection spreads. Yes. Right. Which um well, and then you just end up going septic. Yeah, and blood infections are a scary thing. They go bad real quick. Oh yeah. It when that's when it becomes I forget the word for it. Septic. Yeah. Septicemic is the correct word. What the fuck is this? (laughs) Not click on that. (laughs) All right, I'm gonna show you guys this picture of someone in modern daytime with this. Yeah, it's modern. Is this still a thing? People can No, oh, that's, that's not like hypothermia. No, there's still cases in Madagascar. Oh shit! Yeah. Really? Uh, hey, research that picture. That's the, not this particular. Looks like frostbite. Uh, it says Black Death right there. But these are the pictures that I saw while I was researching. Anyway, so yeah. But um, yeah, you get that's the idea on that one. Crazy. Uh huh. Yeah, that look that looks like frostbite or something. But yeah, the other pictures, it was just like, whoa. Um anyway. Black fingers, black toes, gangrene. Um, you move in and out of consciousness while all of this is going on for the next three or four days, then it'll kill you. People would literally pay for bodies to be carted away, only to be buried in mass graves and or burnt. Some people were immune and would often be left alone due to everyone they knew dying. So they had to start a new life. And what interestingly enough, though, they did end up people. Okay. So people would die and people call this, I'm going to stop screen sharing. People would call this like a way, this sounds awful, but like it wiped out a lot of people and it left some behind. And because it was so prevalent, with everyone, people that were in higher power, they would be begging people that would be like, like the leech people that we were just talking about, or people that claimed to have cures for this disease. They were peasants, people that were, you know, lower down in the society. Right. They were then paid buckets of money to give the people that were at the time higher in power 
more treatment. These like cures. Yes. So they, the people that were in power ended up dying. And because these people were paid more, the, the lower class people that were offering services, they ended up pretty much going back uh-huh. It leveled out. Yes. <laughs> so by the time this, this entire um, plague was over, these people basically got to have nicer homes. They started off in nicer places because of this plague killed off wow. a bunch of people and they pretty much profited off of it. So I mean, that makes weird sense. Enough. Yeah, it does. But I just felt like mentioning that because I was like, yeah. wow. So that's interesting. That's yeah, awkward. I haven't, <laughs> known, I haven't yeah. anything like that about this. Mm-hmm um some people were immune yep in 2017 an outbreak killed 170 and infected thousands and it oh happened gosh. in madagascar well the black plague is still a common thing yes like it kills people every year so yes in africa and everywhere well i've only heard in africa it still happens in asia pretty frequently i'm pretty sure people get infected but death, like you know there's more deaths in lower not- class countries like in third world countries yeah yeah because like they don't have access to like but people still yeah like it's still very much a real thing and people get that's crazy i had i didn't know that oh yeah Mm -hmm. i thought it was Uh, eradicated but nope but because we have you know the cures and everything for it and more like um uh not third world countries second and first world countries um we have cures for it so we don't we don't suffer from it. We don't die. It's crazy. Nothing. So yeah, unfortunately, it killed 170 people and infected thousands in Madagascar wow. in 2017. Although, That's not that long ago. Nope. Now it's only between one and 17 deaths per year of Black Plague. Although, roughly 80 percent of people as a whole go through the, you know, what is considered the Black Plague. Yeah. Sickness or whatever that is you know that bacteria that gets you sick but it's just us with immune systems have right. just so far that it's that too. really like nothing even happens nowadays because yeah. our immune systems have adapted over the years and that reminds me of something else the guy that i was watching talk about this the plague he was like you know people didn't have multivitamins back then they didn't right. have like grocery stores where we could go and get easily get like a protein a carb you know something at every meal to have each box checked right he was like people were not as healthy as they are now so it's likely that their immune systems were pretty much just well i think shit. you can uh, you know give credit towards the human immune system evolving so much just in the past few hundred years Mm-hmm. Well, and not to mention that, like in that time frame, a lot of your European people were fucking dirty. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't shower. Yeah. They didn't yeah. bathe. Like no. Yeah, no. Would, yeah, and I would consider that part of human evolution, like learning that being dirty yeah. is a bad thing. For sure. Yeah. As a society, you know, yeah. understanding that you should be showering. Yes. Whatnot, washing your hands. Your hands and not washing your hands. Yeah. Yeah, and not staying inside when there's a fucking pandemic going yeah. on. <laughs> or wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking crazy. Pneumonic phase would start if the infected person managed to survive past the septicemic stage. Um, it, so bubonic would be the first one. So that would be, I guess, outer. Then it would start like to- the bumps, like the big yes, It would be the bumps. It would get 
enter into your skin. Once it enters into your skin, then it becomes the septicemic. And then once it became septicemic, which a lot of people would not survive past the, when it infects your blood. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But if they were still fucking alive, like fucking like suffering, it would infect their fucking lungs. And so then they would start to like their, the bacteria lived in their lungs. And anytime they would cough, it would just go everywhere. Yeah. Yes. And then it would affect someone else and it would infect someone else and it would just be all over the place. So imagine how fucking dirty. Oh, I like imagine how fucking dirty this shit was like people nasty back then. Yeah. Gross. Mm hmm. Those infected or um, their own infected fecal matter would be used in warfare. So they would literally use fucking infected cadavers, put them in a catapult and shoot them at their enemies. What? And then the people that would be putting it into the catapult, they would also get infected from touching the body and then fucking die knowing what they're doing i don't know why well, they're so fucking stupid the, uh, trash and blankets from the hospitals yeah were also lit on fire and sent through the catapults and trebuchets nice because this is literally like isn't this just bio, biohazard <laughs> x games biological like, yeah. i'm just gonna that's like the, the perfect explanation body. You know, X Games mode. <laughs> the real biohazard X Games. Yes. Um, in 1894, discovery of the bacteria slowly but surely led to treatments over time. And now we are where we're at today. 500 years later? Fucking yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. So, I've got some videos I want to show you, but um, that was pretty much it. Is that not like the most insane That's shit you've ever wild. heard? I didn't know anything about, like that. About- either. I just, every time I would be like, oh, the bubonic plague and I would, I would just think of like the the doctor masks yeah oh sunny's awake well and then like I, I knew that like ring around the rosy was from that yes but I, I remember I didn't my know mom. like all of this shit like wow yes um here's this video show you this one what was the black death can you hear it or no uh, one second I'm one second the victim would first experience a high fever, aching limbs, and fatigue. Within days, the lymph nodes in the neck, armpits, and groin could start it's to swell. It's a little low. Black. You want okay. to turn it up just These black bit. swellings are where the it's its name. Michael Platentius, first-hand witness to the horrors of the Black Death, wrote, Here, not only the burn blisters appear, but there have developed gland boils on the groin, the thighs, the arms, or on the neck. At first, these were the size of a hazelnut and developed accompanied by violent shivering fits, which soon rendered those attacks so weak that they could not stand up, but were forced to lie in their beds consumed by violent fever. Soon the boils grew to be the size of a walnut, then to that of a hen's egg or a goose's egg, and they were exceedingly painful and irritated the body, causing the sufferer to vomit blood. The sickness lasted three days, and on the fourth, the latest, the patient succumbed. The stinking pus-filled swelling, otherwise known as buboes, gave the people <laughs> That's what they call it. The nervous bubos. system under attack, victims would become crazed and delirious with fever. Once the swollen lymph nodes started to burst within the body, the sufferer was not long for this world. Death usually occurred within the week. By the time the infected person who had introduced the disease to the port, town, or village died, 
others would already be in the early stages of infection. Oh my gosh. This made preventing an epidemic incredibly difficult. The outbreak of the Black Death in the 14th century actually involved three different strains of plague. The most common and visually the most gruesome form is the bubonic plague. Ah, the, the second form the sores. is the bubonic plague. It infects the respiratory system once the bubonic strain reaches the lungs. The third form, septicemic plague, infects the body's circulatory system, that is, the blood. The bubonic plague is actually the weakest of the three strains. During the worst outbreaks of the Black Death, pneumonic and septicemic plague had mortality rates of almost 100%. Mm. It's believed malnutrition played a major role in making the symptoms more dramatic. Uh -huh. Many who died had endured years of famine, the result of severe storms and drought, making their weakened immune system. Yep, vulnerable. exactly what I was going to say. Very interesting. Oops, ignore that. Hold on, how do you stop screen sharing? Do, 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 do. Very interesting. I just realized, oh. Hello, BuzzFeed. Hi, bad. Sorry, BuzzFeed. Um, I just realized I was not sharing sound, so hopefully everyone was able to hear that over my microphone. But, I was um, able to hear it. Good. Okay, that makes me feel better. But um, let me stop screen sharing. So yeah, that part. And then let's see. Go back to screen sharing. I'm going to go turn the heat on really quick. Go for it. <laughs> it's getting cold. <laughs> so I'm just going to share this last part. It's like a minute long and then we'll jump into some fun stories and then okay. we'll be done. All righty. We'll be done for tonight and then we can go oh to God, bed. How smooth has this episode gone? Right? <gasps> I know. God. So nice. These last couple of weeks of recording have just been like, bitch. Not, they're not nice. <laughs> yeah, you too. For oh man, we never plug your fucking podcast. Can we plug it? Can we plug yeah. your podcast? Yeah. All right. So Sam's on a podcast that I love. It's called YDFU. It's You Done Fucked Up. Yeah, and it's a commentary channel and they react to people doing various types of things so far they've done fight night people fighting you guys have done thankful to be alive yeah. so you guys react to people like literally almost dying literally almost dying what was the first one you did oh that was our halloween episode where it was like the first to die in a horror movie yes like, first uh, to paranormal die in a fuck ups like, yes, people that are stupid with paranormal shit, like <laughs> paranormal shit's happening to them and they react stupidly. Mm -hmm. um, what's the other one you've done for us? the other one we did? Uh, Why am I forgetting? Thankful to be alive. And then, uh, oh, family tithes. Family, family tithes. And it's family all products. about family drama. Yeah, oh, that shit was so good. <laughs> and I'm the editor, so I enjoy this <laughs> podcast very much. I'm very, very much so involved with this podcast. And they're going to have a merch drop soon. We're just working on the kinks, working out the kinks mm. moment. And we've already got two shirts, I think. Was it two? One uh, or two? Maybe it was one. One, one, yeah. one design. One but very nice design. I'm, I'm excited to drop. I'm so excited. I know. I can't wait. So, um, yeah, you guys should go check out the podcast. And I'm going to put um, a big screen up on the screen when I'm talking about it of all the information it's pretty funny it's it's not it's as like deep and dark as two goals no, so you, it's a it, nice light yeah <laughs> nice it's like crisp. if you want to laugh after you yeah. watch two goals to help you go to sleep because you're scared yes go watch yes <laughs> exactly. 
yes so yeah we're just gonna sorry but yeah (laughs) I just wanted to talk about it for a second um all right let me go back to screen sharing yeah let's see I'm so interested by this I this is all information that I had (laughs) dude yeah I feel the same way about your stuff I was like well and it's like for both of these things like man I've been so fucking lost because you're just not taught stuff like this and then it's like oh look there there's quite a few podcasts right there yeah I can literally have all of your shit on my computer all right what I was gonna say was is that it's it's scary that we're not taught about this stuff it's fucking weird but then you think you're like I mean all of the stuff that I learned I don't want to say it was useless I just I'm like some of this stuff is like really fucking crazy and important I'm like dude yeah why is this left out yes so exactly all right I'm interested jump into this last one and then we'll do some fun I'm excited for this Joey you're bad that's not entirely wrong but researchers found that the actual path of an infection was somewhat more complex than the direct rats and humans there the real reason behind the virus's success was the multiple ways it can be transmitted. While rats mm. could potentially infect humans directly, there are two other means of transmission, flea to human and human to human. Oh. The path of infection was from flea to rat or rat to flea. Fleas could become infected by biting an infected rat, or rats could be infected by the bite of an infected flea. An infected flea could infect many rats. And an infected rat could infect many fleas. These relationships quickly spread the bacteria through both populations. Host rats then moved quickly in a massive spread of fleas. That's a cute rat. I know. Oh my god, it's so cute. During the infection, the bacteria were also able to kill their host and thrive in the carcass and feces leading to further spread of the disease. The transmission of bacteria to humans was most often by the bite of an infected flea. Surviving a human, they may take residence in clothing, bedding, blankets, textiles, and other trade materials. The fleas wrote their various hosts. That was it. Oh, I don't know why they had to show that screen of the fleas just to gross me out. <laughs> I don't know. No, but that makes sense. It's just like, oh, flea bites uh, an infected rat. Flea gets the plague. Then the flea goes to bite humans and yeah, can literally and one flea everywhere. <laughs> wow. That's wild. Now there's the black plague for you. Lots fucking, of information that I didn't have before. Fucking religious people thinking that you could just put a flower up to your face and then not get sick. But that was just superstitious people. Religious go people to church. tried to pray it out of you and burnt well, you at the stake if you had it. Uneducated as a whole. Yeah, just, just ignorance is not always bliss. Ignorance is sometimes murder. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, sorry if you guys hear some background noise. Uh, Joey and Sunny are working on getting her down for bed right now. Well, I say Joey and Sunny. Sunny is trying to be put down to bed. Um, so Happy guess birthday, what? Sunny. I found this really fucking funny story, and I wanted to share it with you. And there's a picture involved, so oh boy, oh boy, wrap in. <laughs> okay, all right. Someone asked on Reddit, "Serious, 
I listen to a lot of podcasts and end up unveiling the heinous parts of history that no one talks about. What are some little known happy parts of history? And someone replied and said, here's one that I've always gotten a chuckle from. You ever piss off completely the wrong person? Viago Martinelli definitely did. Can you guess who he ticked off? Fucking Michelangelo. While he was painting Last Judgment of the Sistine Chapel. That's who. He supposedly made snide remarks, harsh criticisms, complained about the nudity in his works, and he was just an overall douche canoe. So Michelangelo, who was known for being rash, decided to paint Biagio into The Last Judgment as a big... Oh, really? Get fucked, mate. Yes! <laughs> he painted him in hell with a snake basically eating his dick. He also gave Viaggio donkey ears and what looks to be a serpent tail. Viaggio, the papal... The- Papal master of ceremonies had to walk past that painting for years, knowing that oh even generations from now, it doesn't pay to be a dick. <laughs> King Petty, Michelangelo. Damn. I, I literally have a picture on my computer screen right now. Hold on. Let me pull it up here. That's great. I know. That it, is it's some real. It's fucking real, dude. <laughs> Brown chicken, wow, wow. All right, so let's play a game. Can you find him in this painting? Let's see. I'm like looking at the bottom. Oh, right down there <laughs> in the bottom right here. <laughs> He's biting his peepee. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. It's real. Oh, no, my peepee. It's, oh, it's broken. <laughs> it's bitten. <laughs> Did you hear the uh, story that came out within the past month of Michelangelo? No. That's who you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, later discovered, known to uh, put gay images in his sculptures as kind of a F you to the homophobic people. He put like gay stuff or nudity of men in churches and like (gasps) he'd do these giant murals, but he put like the gay or nudity like way in the corner to where nobody noticed it Hell yeah. literally a guy getting his dick yeah, literally <laughs> it was just discovered within the past month that he's done that's that great that's awesome churches what a king he was yeah uh, he was a rebel back in the day my king i mean i vote back in the king. day i mean i love shoot. him sistine chapel is number one on my bucket list by the way Dude, you need to go find the picture of the guy getting his dick sucked by a snake. (laughs) Listen, if I end up going there one day, (laughs) that's going to be the first thing I look for. (laughs) Be like, hey, I know a funny fact. (laughs) Bucket list for travel or for artwork? Travel. Okay. And and artwork, but yeah, that's where I want to go. I would love to see the Sistine Chapel. It's falling apart. It is? Yeah. Really? It's not going to last very long. Shit. Yeah. Well, the more you know. Um, I'm going to jump back into this this thread. I never got to read any of that the other great. ones, but that one was my favorite. I love it. I felt like that was a really good one to leave it off. It's on. funny that you um that you read that cuz that is literally my number one bucket list. I would love That's to go so there. Funny. Well, that worked out. But yeah. Perfect. That's all we got for today's episode, guys. 
It was a good one. It went so smooth. Yes. The information oh, that was, was so good. I gotta give it to us. That was that was the best episode we've oh, had in welcome. three weeks. <laughs> and Joey really, really was my king today. He's always <laughs> but today he was like king, king, king. I feel like it was much more beneficial to the um space episode opposed to this episode. Yeah. No, I I mean like you had you had more commentary in the space episode, but Sounds like yeah. you really helped yes. Katie out. Also more. Oh, facts. he was. You gave good facts this this episode. No, you backed no. shit up. Oh, you yeah, backed up the fact that dogs can have COVID. Like, you wronged me when I was correct. Well, yeah, facts are facts <laughs> no matter what. So as far as good goes with me, I consider whatever I gave more facts to is the better production. So the space episode. Which was more entertaining, do you think? Yeah. Um, on a personal level, yes. the space one. Space that's kinda <laughs> she asked you which I, one, and he was like, "Yes." Well, no, she, she said more entertaining to you, and, I, and she said the space level. And I said, "Oh, yes. I didn't hear that." Part. I did. I because <laughs> yes, that's more his topic. Uh, personal enjoyment, I really don't care about it, honestly. Fair. Unless I find interest in it, I couldn't care less. Like it's zero or a hundred for me. <laughs> and everything fair fair on here that was fun i had a good time i had a good time too i really enjoyed your content uh, podcast calm your episode i was just chilling here hey man it's your house too bro i know (laughs) (laughs) i pay the rent (laughs) anyway so that was a good one yeah well, thank you Zoom, for being fucking reliable. Yeah, you <laughs> your socials and our TikToks and everything. Uh, yeah. Uh, my awesome. Instagram is at Samantha Rain with an E seven. Mm-hmm. You can follow me there. And the two ghouls, we are on TikTok. Yes. At, at two ghouls podcast, number yes. two ghouls podcast. Two. Yeah. And we're on Facebook and that's where we update everyone on everything. I try to update people on Instagram through my hello.spooky account, which you can still follow, but it's primarily all on Facebook. Uh, we post a lot of our highlight reels on TikTok and reels and stuff like that. But um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for coming out guys. We had a good time. No other conversation. Oh, and oh, should we should we say next week we're not posting an episode because yes it's the holidays guys go and enjoy turkey with your family go have some ham go have some baked potatoes and mashed potatoes happy turkey day and joey would say put cranberry sauce on everything yes disgusting but yes that's well, what he would say. No, you mix it in your mashed potatoes until disgusting mashed potatoes. And that's it. That's it. I I would ne- I will simple. never forget that conversation that I had with Joey, and it's gross. Mashed potatoes, and that's well, that's pretty much it. Like you want to pick out chunks of the cranberry sauce to like get that icy hot sensation. Ew, of it, like, why hot would you say it like that? And then cold cranberry sauce. <laughs> This might be the scariest part of this podcast. <laughs> Ew, dude, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to cut the reminder to check right the merch. Here. I'm going to cut you off. Yeah, go to the merch. That's uh, actually some pretty cool merch. Oh, I was already a... on the merch, eh? What? I was already on the merch. 
Okay. Is it oh, you mean everyone? Oh, I guess I mean, we can go right back. Because cool because you said ill dude, I'm scared, and I said me too, and I was like perfect yeah. plug for the merch. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Let's go back to the merch. I agree, guys. I mean, it's it's. Yeah. Look at my it's history. Good merch. <laughs> <laughs> Tax judgment <laughs> by eating dick. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it whenever I open up my history, there is something in there that it's like questionable? <laughs> judgment dick no last judgment painting snake biting dick <laughs> yeah this is literally my worst fear all right <laughs> aha got there it there you go i just got it up. got it yeah this is our Whoa. merch page we're gonna put this in the description of the episode um that i'm gonna be uploading tomorrow and perfect then I'm going to go ahead and upload it again. It is. It is so perfect. What's your personal, what's both of y'all's personal favorite merch item in the store right now? I love the Skeletonette collection. I love it. It's so cute. It's my favorite. I love, love, love it. I love it in this color. It's a cute color. Um, and I'm then still just seeing the guy getting his, his dick bit by a snake. The Skeletonette, <laughs> uh, maybe that's the next merch item. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume that Michelangelo has his shit copyrighted. <laughs> I'm just gonna. He's gonna, assume. He's gonna roll over in his grave from laughing. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it might be worth looking into. To be honest, yeah. guys, check out our oh, muggos. Oh, ten dollars for a coffee mug. That's nothing. Yep. Oh my um, gosh, we were seeing that there were people charging $16 for a coffee mug. And, yes. and we were both like, no. um, yeah, can't do that. <laughs> That's well, not fair. Let's say you have two podcasts you listen to. You like them equally as much. You want to buy a coffee mug. Clearly, you go with the $10 over the $16. I mean, save $6. Right, then you can buy two. Exactly. <laughs> and white and orange. Oh, yeah. Or you get like a, you get a two ghouls mug. You get a YDFU mug. There you go. Oh yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. (laughs) (laughs) No, go get two ghouls and YDFU merch for fucking Christmas. Shove it in your motherfucking stocking. Yes. Shove it in with your fist (laughs) and then rip it out for Christmas. (laughs) Anyways, I think we're good. There we go. All the plugs. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Okay. Man, me too. I oh fuck. I still have to cook dinner. I bought a fucking a. I brought. I'm baking a pizza. Oh, so good right now. (laughs) I literally have to do that right now. Okay, go go go. Bye guys. (laughs)